Welcome to the Horsemanship Podcast by NL Equestrian. My goal for these podcasts is to inspire, educate and motivate you to be the best version of yourself for your horse while I go through this journey myself. I really hope you enjoy this one. If you do, please hit the follow or subscribe button, leave us a review, rate the podcast and there is also a link to support the podcast via a voluntary donation if you're able to do so. You absolutely don't have to but I'd be super grateful if you can. I apologise that it's been a little while since the last time I did a podcast. Um, the reason for that is that I've just not really had the inspiration for anything to talk about. Um, there's things that I could have talked about, but I wanted to have enough to say. Um, I didn't want it to just be kind of a, you know, rubbish attempt at something. So um, this is a little bit of a call out to you guys to give me some ideas of what you want me to talk about. So if there's something you think, do you know what, I'd love to hear Naomi's thoughts on this. Um, please do let me know. Pop me a message on Facebook or Instagram. You can find me pretty much anywhere just by searching NL Equestrian. Um, yeah, it'd just be really good to to hear kind of your thoughts and ideas on what you want to hear. Um, but I did have an idea for today because somebody asked me a question this week and uh, it kind of sparked something up in me to have a chat about. So the question was, do I ever get scared? Obviously, you know, meaning around horses um so it kind of yeah it kind of triggered something in me to want to discuss this because absolutely I get scared like I don't think any of us are ever going to be superhumans that are so confident 100% of the time around horses um but it's just an interesting thing that um from this person's perspective it was like well the things I can see that you do um to her they were quite scary you know she she would not feel confident doing the things that I do so therefore her kind of um the conclusion that she came to was that I don't get scared whereas I could then look at somebody higher up than me and say well I'd be too nervous to do their thing so therefore they must be scared and then they could look at someone higher up than them and you know the pattern kind of goes on and that's kind of what I want to talk about is that no one is ever kind of immune from being scared like horses are at the end of the day big prey animals (laughs) they act on instinct they're strong they're wild animals at the end of the day that we're dealing with so no matter how good we get at dealing with them and we can get to a stage where we're good enough that we're confident most of the time around them and with with most things but there's going to be things that crop up that make us lose our confidence. Now, I try not to let myself get into those situations. Um, and I'm going to talk about that a bit as well. Um, but yeah, we're not immune from it. So um, what I wanted to, to talk about was that the horse world is tough as it is. Before we even think about our confidence on different levels, like I say, we're dealing with a wild animal. We're dealing with a, a huge, great, big, strong prey animal that acts on instinct its first thought is to run and if you're in its way well generally speaking they're not going to care as I say we teach them we get them to a stage where we can you know they can um, be a little bit more careful around us but generally speaking that is the instinct it's like save myself get out of here every man for himself kind of thing Um, we're also dealing with traditional training and instruction which is very technique based so if something happens, let's say a horse um, rears up, a very common thing that I hear is that you should crack an egg over its head or um, empty a water bottle over its head. 
to make it think that it's hit something with its head and then supposedly it won't do it again. Now that's a very technique based method to use rather than a psychology based method. So how I would look at it is actually say, okay, well, why is the horse rearing up? Why don't we deal with the cause rather than the actual problem itself? Because the problem very rarely is actually the problem. Um, But if we've had traditional training and traditional instruction or our horses have had that, then it can be very difficult to make ourselves feel safe if we are an unconfident rider and our horse rears up and we think the only way to stop this from happening is to stay on and crack an egg over its head or whatever that's just one thing that I've heard I know there's lots of different methods to use um, then that can then make us feel even more nervous because actually the one thing our body is telling us to do is get off and get out of that situation and stay safe But that traditional training is telling us, no, you must stay on. Don't get off. You've got to show him who's boss. Don't let him know you're scared. That's one of my favourite things. (laughs) Because how on earth are you supposed to let a try and convince a prey animal that you're not scared when you are terrified? It's it's not going to happen. So anyway, we've got all of that going on. So the horse world is tough as it is. It's no wonder that we get nervous because it's all kind of against us (laughs) in the first instance. So we've got all that happening. And then what we also do is we can start to compare ourselves to other people. So just like this question that came in to me the other day, and I said that I was going to talk about this and she's fine about it. So it's all good. Um, But she compared herself to me and she thought, oh, my goodness, she can do all these things and I'm too nervous. Therefore, she must not be scared. And she said to me, you know, "I, I wish I could be as confident as you are. So then... I could then compare myself to someone else and that person could compare themselves to someone else. And then that makes us feel even worse because then we feel like we're incapable of doing whatever it is that we're trying to do. We're incapable of helping our horse. If our horse is unconfident, if we're nervous and that's going to make it worse. And we tend to then spiral this thing of not feeling like we're good enough and that the horse would be better off with someone else. So we're really kind of self-sabotaging at this point when it comes to fear, which isn't going to help anything. So it's really important to remember that we're all on our own journey and it's all relative. So like I say, what scares you might not scare me. That might be fine for me. But what scares me might be fine for you. And what scares someone else might be fine for you. And what scares you might be fine for someone else. So, you know, it's all very relative and it's all situational based as well. So you could be fine, let's say... um, let's say jumping your horse you could be absolutely fine jumping your horse in your arena at home on a nice quiet day where there's no wind and no rain and it's just everything's kind of in place for you for it to all work but then you're not confident to go out jumping at a show so you take him to a show you look at all the other riders really confident to jump their horses suddenly you have this feeling and this thought in your head of I'm not good enough I can't do this and then this cycle continues on But it's absolutely fine for you to not be confident in certain situations. That's not a bad thing. You know, confidence, fear is important. Fear keeps us safe. Um, You know, it's there for a reason. It's part of our genetic makeup to ensure that we don't go out and kill ourselves (laughs) doing stupid things. Um, So you've got to listen to it. Don't pretend that you're fine. um, And don't, but also don't let it control you. Don't let it kind of take over and say, I can't do it because I'm too scared, therefore I can't. It's like, actually, maybe you can. You just need to take some steps to actually get there in the first place. So um, just to make this all a little bit more relatable, for me, um, so something actually made me nervous 
last week I think it was or the week before I can't remember um but I was leading two horses and I was leading them through quite a narrow um stable block so I had stables on either side of us and I was helping the owner to bring her horses in and I was leading them either side I didn't know the horses very well and they started getting a little bit uppity. <laughs> um, one of them got, you know, a little bit kind of um, big for his boots and started kind of pushing into me a little bit. And then the other one started getting annoyed at that one. And then one of them spooked at something and it all got a little bit kind of, um, you know, the energy all kind of came up quite quickly and quite drastically. Um, and I tried to kind of deal with it in the way I know, but it didn't really work because there was a lot against me. For one thing... I had two horses in my hand, so I, you know, I didn't have a hand free to actually do anything. Um, and the other thing was that we were in a confined space, so I couldn't really get them out of my space because there was no space for them to go into. Um, they also, um, they've not done any sort of groundwork stuff, so I couldn't ask them to back up because they wouldn't understand it, and that would probably cause more of a problem if I tried to then teach them something in that moment where they're already in a bit of a tiz. And I've got two of them bouncing energy off of each other. And I don't know them very well and they're big horses. So yes, I felt nervous in that moment because I didn't feel like I could control that situation. So, you know, I mean, obviously I managed to get them in and everything was fine. But it kind of made me think, okay, do I actually want to put myself in that position? Not really. You know, I, I need to actually keep myself safe. And that fear was there for a reason. So absolutely, I get nervous. Um, but my, my fear tends to come when I don't feel like I can control the situation and or get it under control. I don't want to just control the horse all the time, but you know what I mean, just have some kind of influence over what the horses are doing. So a really good way of thinking about maintaining your confidence and building your confidence is to just think about treating yourself like you would your horse. So we all want to make sure that our horses are feeling confident and brave all the time. And if he starts to lose confidence, we know the steps to take to help him feel more confident again. We retreat, we take a step back, we slow things down for them. We're not just going to tell him, oh, don't be silly and push him through it. We know better than that. So why do we do it to ourselves? So something I try and do in myself is I try and notice the patterns um, for me that kind of set that. Uh, ball rolling of unconfidence so you could have all sorts of different things that happen within you um, and you start to notice that pattern so you could get butterflies in your tummy you could feel tension somewhere I know that I get tense in my shoulders that's one of the first things that goes for me so if I feel tension starting up there then I know something you know it's going to start escalating if I don't do something about it um, some people start talking faster some people stop talking altogether uh, you might get sweaty palms, you might get a dry mouth, um, your hands might shake, uh, your legs can go weak. I remember somebody telling me a story once of when they went to get on their horse and they ignored it, ignored all these signs before of this pattern forming and kind of pushed it to one side and said, no, I'm fine, no, I'm fine, forced themselves through it. And they went to put their foot in the stirrup and their legs were shaking so much, they were so weak, that they just fell on the floor. So that's your body really telling you like, hey, wake up, listen, I'm trying to tell you something here. Uh, you might feel sick. Another one is that you might, I don't know if I've made this word up, I'm sure I probably have, but it makes sense. Um, you might catastrophize. So what I mean by that is that you start to create 
situations in your head that probably won't even happen so if it is about getting on your horse it might be that you start thinking oh my goodness I'm going to get on and he's going to spin around or he's going to rear up or he's going to run off with me and I'm going to fall off and I'm going to break my neck and there's going to be no one to look after my children and all these things start to spiral out of control and it's like hang on a minute you haven't even got on the horse yet but that's like if it's got to that stage, then you've probably already missed a few steps before. So try and think about what those patterns are. So if over the next couple of weeks, you kind of allow yourself to get into a state of feeling unconfident, but just try and notice the pattern, all the different steps that lead up to it. Does it start with butterflies in your tummy? Does it start with some tension somewhere? Does it start with your palms getting sweaty or your mouth getting dry? You know, and it could be anything at all. Everybody's different. But just start to kind of take note of the, all the different things that come up. And it doesn't just have to be with horses. You might find it in different areas of your life as well. Um, but very often it will be the same kind of process. Um, so it can be really handy to kind of just kind of pinpoint, OK, when this happens, I know that I'm starting off on this downward spiral. This pattern is starting and I don't want it to get to the point where I do start catastrophizing. Or I do start feeling really, really bad. Once you've kind of got an idea of your pattern, then you need to retreat. So just like with horses, we work on their comfort zones, we work on their thresholds. So you've got a comfort zone and then you've got a threshold just on the edge of it. And that's the first point that you could say, OK, we need to work here for a bit. So let's think about your comfort zone. So that could be anything at all. It's going to be different for different people. But that's where you feel 100% safe. You could go out there and do it today, tomorrow, every day, no matter what. And then the threshold is right on the edge of it. So that's when then you're going to step over your comfort zone into an area where you feel a little bit nervous. And that might be where you start to get those first signs of spiraling down into unconfidence. So that is the point that you need to stop. Stay there for a bit pop back into your comfort zone, come back out of it, stay there for a bit, pop back into your comfort zone, come back out until that line starts to stretch a little bit further and actually you can do a bit more and a bit more is in your comfort zone. So by retreating, you instantly feel safer because you're back in your safe place again. And from there you can reassess and then you can make a plan to go forward. You can't learn anything and you can't make a plan when you're scared. It doesn't happen because all your body's doing is just trying to keep you safe. So really try and think about those thresholds. Think about where that fear begins. Write it down if you have to. And it will really help you just to be able to move forward away from it rather than keeping it the same all the time. Because we're always going to have thresholds, but you want them to keep moving further and further away and be at, at different places. So you want that comfort zone to continually be stretching. You don't want to always be staying in the same place. So another thing that you can do to help your confidence is to make sure that you're really well prepared so let's take the example of jumping again. If you want to go and take your horse jumping at a show, but actually you're quite nervous about jumping at home, don't go to a show <laughs> because you're not ready. Make sure that you've got all those steps lined up ready to go. So if you want to go and do a jumping class at a show, then there's loads of different things you could do first. So number one, you need to be able to be jumping at home and be great with that and be nice and confident. You need to be confident loading your horse. You need to be confident just going to the show. You don't have to go and enter a class. Just go and turn up to the show and just hang out there for a bit. Maybe go and enter a, a class on the flat so you're not jumping. Whatever it is that you can do 
to lead yourself up to that point. Don't just go, I just need to do it. I just need to get over it. Because if you're not ready, then it's not going to work. You can't fake it. It's just not going to happen. Because you've got to remember as well, it's not just you that's taking part of this. You're sitting on top of a prey animal who can feel your energy going through him. So if you're scared and you're just going, it'll be fine, it'll be fine, we can do it. How do you think that's going to feel to your horse? Do you think he's going to feel confident in you to actually go and complete that task? Probably not. So think about all the different things that you can do to prepare yourself. Do you need more practice at home? Do you need to have some lessons with somebody to help you feel more confident and feel like you've got the knowledge and the techniques to be able to do it? Do you need to go and do it on another horse? Sometimes it's just your horse that you have a confidence issue with, especially if something's happened, if you have had a fall or a bad accident. Um, it can just be a confidence issue surrounding your horse. So maybe go and do it on another horse that you feel safe with until you really want to go and achieve it with your horse. Um, the last thing that I want to talk about, and it will just be a short one, but it's a really important one, is to pick your riding buddies carefully. So I would say, yeah, probably over half of the confidence issues that I deal with with my clients is hacking. That's a, a huge thing for people. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of it has come from riding with the wrong people, riding with people who haven't taken their riding buddies confidence into consideration so you could be out riding with someone and they're really confident they're confident with different things to what you're confident with and they find hacking a breeze whereas you find hacking a little bit nerve-wracking and all you want to do is just go for a nice quiet plod but this person wants to canter and jump this and go here and through that and over this and rubber and all this stuff and that just is too much for you but you feel too nervous to say anything you don't want to look stupid you don't want to feel silly so you just do it and then it goes wrong or it goes okay but you've been petrified the whole time and actually what have you achieved not a lot because you weren't ready for it um you want to be riding with people who support you support is key with confidence it really is um one of my little mantras is that it's none of my business what anyone else thinks about me um but it can be very difficult when you're riding with someone and if you're nervous to not listen to what other people are saying and if someone's saying don't get off, show him who's boss, don't let him know you're scared, it can feel very overpowering in that moment and you do listen to them because you're just looking for some kind of leadership in that moment and they're giving it to you, they seem like they're confident so they must be doing it right, so you listen to them and then it all goes wrong and that's happened to me before, um, I don't let it happen anymore because I'm very very picky about who I ride with but, and also I like to think that I would be kind of strong enough in myself to stand up for myself but I wasn't always like that and I remember having rides before where I've said I want to get off and the person I was riding with kind of bullied me into staying on and then I ended up falling off which is obviously a heck of a lot worse than getting off so it's really important to have the right people around you you know pick your tribe make sure that they are good people and that they support you and that they believe in you, they're going to give you that little bit of a push when you need it, but not so much that it's going to throw you over the cliff. You know, people who are going to support you, and when you say, look, this is too much, I don't think I can do this, I'm going to get off, they say, okay, that's fine, I'll wait for you, and then when you're ready to get back on, we'll go again. That's what you need, and there are people like that out there, and if you haven't got anyone like that around you, then you do it on your own. 
because it's just not worth it. It is not worth risking your confidence, your horse's confidence and your safety to listen to somebody who actually doesn't know your journey. Like I said, we're all on different journeys. It's really important to remember that and not feel like you have to do something the way somebody else says you should. I really hope you've enjoyed this podcast and got something out of it. Um, I love talking about confidence. So if there's any more personal questions that you've got, something that affects you individually, please do pop me a message. I'll be more than happy to discuss it with you. But other than that, please do leave us a review, um, share it, subscribe to it wherever you're listening to it and just help get the word out there. And like I say, um, if you could leave me any sort of comments with some ideas of future podcasts that would be amazing because I really want to talk about the stuff that you want to hear about um there's loads of stuff I could talk about but if it doesn't help you then there's not a lot of point in me doing it so (laughs) I'd love to hear your ideas but thanks again for listening and I'll speak to you again soon